Okay, this is a big trick this week. How big? Some consider it to be the biggest. Thomas Aquinas loved it. Who's that? Yeah, good question. Thomas Aquinas was a Catholic theologian from the medieval period. And he would come up with some sort of problem of evil, that sort of thing he'd chat about. Mm. Difficult questions about angels, he'd try and sort them out. You know, just like the difficult questions that are obviously going to come up when you believe this sort of thing. Who was paying him to do this? The church? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Oh, man. He was also um, so fat that he cut a semicircle out of his table so he could work. (laughs) That is my kind of guy. That is good thinking. I find it really funny that... Why didn't he just lift the table up a bit? No, it's not about lifting it. No, it's in it. He's got a huge belly that he just... Yeah, yeah, but if... If he just like either lowered his chair, no, he's got to lift his arms up to right. You want to have your because you want your elbows. Oh yeah, to good, just point, good point. Good point. I think I'm thinking of typing. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's that's not medieval. Mm, no, um, definitely not. But I like I like that he looked at himself, looked at the table, and went, "All right, you're in the wrong here." <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, he's he's got his life set for him. He knows what he's doing. So anyway, the miracle that he's down with is called the transfiguration. Oh, like in your fave. The Bible. No, no. Harry Potter. Oh, I don't, yeah, go on then. It's one of their classes is transfiguration. Is it actually? Yeah. All right. Well, you're, yeah. Okay. What happens in that? It's not going to be this. They They change one thing to another thing. So they change a mouse into a glass or they change like, I don't know, um... A frog into a. Sorry, I can make up sword. my own examples now that I've. Now Fine. that I know it's just changing one thing from another thing. Yeah. Tell me the stories of Jesus. I love to hear. Things I would ask him to tell me if he were here. Anyway, Peter, James, and John, and Jesus, mm. they go up a mountain together. Yeah. Now, I think on the premise they're going to do some praying, it's quiet up in mountains. It's a good place to sort of, uh, you know, yep. reset. Yeah. They've got, they're going on a retreat, essentially. Oh, that is my favorite. Yeah, they're going to get some headspace. They're yeah. going to just really know what God wants for them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be wholesome. They're going on a lads, lads, lads yeah. tour. They've probably remembered to lads bring holiday. a packed lunch this time. Hopefully. If not, no bother. As long as one of them has. What, bring the packed lunch? Yeah. Then they can just make it all for everyone. Yeah, exactly. Or you could just rain some bread from heaven. Yeah. You remember that? Low-flying quails. Yeah, exactly. Easy. There's precedent for it. So... This thing called the transfiguration happens at the top. This is where Jesus sort of starts to glow in a heavenly manner. <laughs> Literally, I said it last episode, I think, like Mr. Burns. Yeah. <laughs> Literally that episode of The Simpsons. It's yeah. the alien one. Yeah, and I'll he starts glowing. it around after class. And then, um, so he's just shining really brightly. Yeah. And then Moses and Elijah some come out of nowhere and they're all hanging out all of a sudden oh my god and peter james and john are like guess what this is also like harry potter it's like harry why is it like harry potter so uh spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't read the last harry potter 
also what you're doing when harry becomes close to death like past characters that have died like his parents and Sirius and all that kind of come up and they follow him about and it's like it's a keep him comfort until the end it's a bit like that all right fine it's so got, very I, I tangibly to, like this i tried to make my last yawn not come through on the mic which means it only came half out so now it's sort of like <laughs> all right so the the disciples are like <laughs> oh do we have to bow down what's the you know they do everything's really shiny and it it's scary for them they mm-hmm. all bow down oh and then the voice comes out this is my beloved son jesus in you know the line just we did it this is my beloved son in whom i am proud well pleased oh yeah well pleased um, sorry and that's god's voice so that's pretty scary as well you think he was well. actually a bit of a cockney well pleased yeah god ov- obviously has i mean now we don't know this but god obviously has quite a deep booming voice right yeah it's not gonna be this is my beloved son <laughs> i'm well pleased <laughs> <laughs> right could be it's nah. like the dinosaurs. No, no one knows gonna, what he sounded like. It's gonna get a bit of a rumbling. It'd be yeah. thunderous, right? It's yeah. gonna be. It's gotta be thunderous. I reckon it was more like Frank Skinner um, or someone. <laughs> so, so the disciples, Joe Pasquale. Yeah. The disciples all are like down on their knees, and then Jesus is like, "Don't worry, guys." And they look up, and it's just Jesus again. And they were like, "That was frankly too much for us. Can we get back down the mountain again, please?" Mm. Now, as they're walking down the mountain. They have this question for Jesus, which is, why uh, all the prophets, all the people that talk about the prophecies say that Elijah has to come first? Mm. Did we just make that bit happen just to say that Elijah has already come before you do your bit? Because a lot of the stuff that we do in this New Testament that mm. we're writing at the moment is just sort of making all the Old Testament prophecies sort of fit together in a quite a haphazard way to sort of justify what we're doing. This isn't what they actually say. This is... yeah. My meta-analysis. It's hard to follow. But, um, and Jesus is like, well, yeah, w- we could have said that that was Elijah coming back, but the route I'm going to take is actually different, where instead of saying that Elijah has to come back, we're just going to say that Elijah has come back first because John the Baptist was quite like him. Okay. And so when the prophets say Elijah's going to come back before I do, we're just going to say that was John. Okay. So John's fulfilled that Why for us. Why does any of this matter? Because all the prophecies have to line up perfectly. All right. Right. That's why Jesus... Do you know where else they have prophecies? Yes. All other religions, pretty much. And presumably your shit children's book as well. Yeah. Yeah. All the, all the prophecies about Jesus, because they're all banging on about Messiah for ages. Yeah. They've all got to line up perfectly. That's why Jesus had to come from like three different places because three different prophets says he was going to come from Egypt or that he was going to come from Bethlehem or he's going to come oh, from Oh, they're just tying up loose Nazareth. ends. Yeah, yeah, exactly what's going on. That's why John, they keep talking about John having like the locust diet because, oh, that's a bit like Elijah. Yeah, all right, he was Elijah. Oh. Done. All so right? basically they believe in reincarnation. No, they believe in like types of of people. All right. Where he, it was like a foreshadowing, like yeah. a, a throw back, throw mm. forward. So yeah, John is Elijah, but he isn't. But for th- for this, yeah, he All is. All right. Okay. Now, 
they take the boat over to mm-hmm. the temple. It's temple tax time. Oh. Temple tax. Can't avoid taxes. And they taxes. say to uh, Jesus, you're going to pay the temple tax? And he's like, hmm, something about me being God and paying taxes to enter the temple. Kind of feel like I'm above the law, you know? Mm, does feel like there should be an exemption here, really, shouldn't mm. there? And he says to Peter, what so- I mean, what sort of people do you make pay taxes? Is it your family or is it strangers? Peter's like, it's strangers, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And Jesus is like, and now this is the most like a magic trick, magic trick that Jesus does. Okay. He says, all right, Peter, to get the coin to pay the tax, just fish for one fish. And if you open the mouth of the fish, oh, oh the my coin. God, that is and that fucking is a impressive. Proper magic trick. That is really good. Do you reckon so- so anyone's recreated that? Yeah, of course. I reckon Dynamo could do that. Yeah, I think Dynamo could very easily, sleight of hand, pretend to move a coin from oh, a fish. 100%. That would be child's play to him. No, but what about if he was to cut open a fish and there's a coin in it already that he's just caught out of the water? If he had a, a whole pool of fish. Yeah. That loads of them. No, I'll tell you what. If he's in a pool already, he's already picked the fish. If he was out at sea and did it, uh-huh. and they get the fish out of the sea, and there's a coin in it, I am impressed then. I reckon he could do that, you know. He's okay. a really good magician. I know, but like the sea's really big, so it's really difficult <laughs> to, to control that. If yeah. he doesn't ever touch the fish, and he's just like, all right, go down now. Mm. He's just already got one on the hook, though, hasn't he? You think you see the hook go down, and then it turns out that they someone's under there. So there's someone under the water. So it puts the fish on. That's it. You've seen his show as well. You know that there's some stuff you can't explain in it. <laughs> <laughs> Would you mean that I can't explain, or or people can't explain? Me and you. Neither of us know how it's done. No, we can make reasonable guesses about it. Oh no, there's still stuff from that show that boggles my mind every day. Every day. Well, well, this is someone who thinks about Harry Potter day to day as well. <laughs> it's the sort of person we're dealing with people. <laughs> so, back at, after the temple time, they're all hanging out. They're all just having a chat. And they've got some questions for Jesus. This guy's God, right? They've only really just clocked this quite recently. Um, or at least if they didn't really understand he's God, he's been to like, he's seen heaven and stuff. Yeah. I mean, he just sort of, the transfiguration was essentially sort of heaven and earth meeting in that moment pretty cool it stuff. sounds really cool like it sounds like a really nice day out yeah i mean scary for the three of them but everyone else would have been pretty jealous i'm sure mm. they say to jesus who's like i mean obviously like god's the best in heaven mm. but like there must be a hierarchy who's like at the top yeah and uh what would you say or was he trying to actually preempt what he's gonna say give it a go sorry so god's who's, at the top god's at the top who's next um Oh, Holy Ghost. No, that's the same guy. Oh. Um, so after Jesus as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, then doesn't it just go in order? Elijah. Of? Elijah. Abraham. Abraham. Or of order of just who was a Jew the quickest. Yeah. <laughs> no, what he does is he brings a, a child over and he says... This kid. This <laughs> He does, doesn't he? (laughs) (laughs) He says, to be number one in heaven, you have to have faith like this child who will literally believe fucking anything (laughs) that you tell him. You have to be real dumb. (laughs) Peter, you are set, mate. (laughs) You get the keys. (laughs) 
<laughs> they're all as stupid as you, you let them in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'll know it when you see them. Oh, mate. I really enjoy um, that. So he says, yeah, you got to have faith like a child. You've got to... Yeah. I mean, it's difficult to know why this is This is a good where thing. a musical number would come in. So then he says, they got another question. All right, Jesus, how many times should I f- forgive a friend? Ooh. And then he says, so I'm going to open with seven times. Oh. Is that enough? Because someone's really, I've got someone in mind. It's been seven. You know, can is, I call it the end of that Is this you now? saying it to me or is this Jesus saying no, it to someone? No, no, no. This is, this is the person asking Jesus. Okay, and Jesus has, we've not done a parable for a little while. So he has this parable. He says, okay, there's this guy that owes 10,000 talents. Yeah. And the guy's like, all right, you've got time to pay your debt. And he's like, I can't. And he's like, all right, time to go to debtor's prison. That's the thing I did uh-huh. there. Yeah. Um, I mean, 10,000 talents. You don't want to pay that off. That's prison for life, mate. And he, ba- he goes down his knees, you know, gets all pathetic, starts like, boo, you know, having a little, mm. you know, doing what he needs to do to manipulate this guy. Mm-hmm. And the guy, he feels sorry for him. And he's like, do you know what? Yeah, I'm doing all right. I'll forgive you your debt. 10,000 talents, done. Wow. And then this guy that's had his debt forgiven, uh, he has a servant or something. Yeah. Someone beneath him anyway, that owes him 10 pence. Now, these are, you've got 2,000 years of inflation to reckon with here. Ooh. So 10 pence, you know, it's not very We've much. We've already had this, haven't we? Who do you forgive? Not who do you forgive. It's probably... The, it's really similar to something we've um, done before. Anyway, maybe the moral's different, Alice. Right. Bear with me. All right, carry on. And so this guy owes him 10 pence. And then he's like, oh, sorry, I can't pay you off now. Can I do it later? And he goes, no. And he sends him to prison. And then, Not fair. And then the guy yeah. that was owed 10,000 talents, when he finds out about this 10 pence guy, yeah, he's like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> you owed me 10,000 talents and I forgave you. And you've put this 10p guy in jail. Yeah. Like, you're obviously a dick. And I think he then's just like, well, fuck you then. And he's like, I unforgive that debt. See and you later, mate. And both in prison. Yeah. So the, and, good, and Jesus says, look, if you're worried about how often you forgive people, you've got to remember what a piece of work you are, Peter. Because uh. I promise you, all the stuff people are doing to you is nowhere near as bad as uh, all the stuff that God's going to have to cover right all right because you are an absolute wretch peter so the answer (laughs) the answer to how many times you have to forgive somebody is forever because um the debt that's been forgiven of you of your sins being taken away Mm. that that god's doing for you is always going to be bigger than what someone's done to you so his actual answer is 70 times seven which is just like an exaggerated way of being like for us You've not got 490 fingers, Peter. That'll keep you counting for a while. Um, so basically, what Jesus says is... You just got to keep forgiving. Keep forgiving people. Okay? Mm, I don't know if Jesus do really... Not, do you not like that? Forgive your enemies? I like it to an extent, but you got to like... I don't know if he ever got really fucked over. Jesus? Yeah, but... Oh, yeah, he does in the <laughs> end, doesn't he? <laughs> right. We've not, we've not gotten there yet, Alice. <laughs> Um, you wait a few episodes. Tell me well, thank you for listening to Stories of Jesus. 
with Tom and Alice. Please comment, honestly. And just tell us if we've missed something that you like, you know, let us know. We're on Instagram at SojPod, S-O-J-P-O-D. And on Twitter, SovJPod, S-O-F-J-P-O-D. And give us a like and comment and rate and all that jazz on your podcasting app of choice. See you next time.